Hi, Ross. Hey, Sam. Woo! Fortnite. 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 We did it. Two Fortnites in a row. Fortnites. No, because I taught you what Fortnite actually means. You didn't teach me. I I already knew that stuff. You can take that trash and throw it in the garbage can because I'm That's well where aware. trash goes. It, All right. Sorry. So I didn't teach you what a Fortnite means. Mm-mm. Welcome to Sam and Ross Like Things, the show where Sam and Ross, I'm Sam. And I am Ross. We like things. Yes. And there's no hedging. Mm-mm, you just got to like. You just got to like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we did the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Yes. I have a bit of follow-up. A bit? A bit. Um, last Last fortnight ago mm-hmm. um i liked super black and death metal music super heavy metal yeah. death black yeah and one of the bands that i mentioned was this band aversions crown which is so super good and they're playing in our home city of richmond on may 9th Ooh. i will not go because i don't really like live music but <laughs> i thought it was good for other folks to know do you like death music? I do, but I just can't imagine. Like one of my things, I, I just never know what to do with my hands at live music, and like there's a lot of people, and they're all I'm like tall. Yeah, which I have to, and I'm also considerate of other people's feelings, so I have to stand at the back, right? And I'm not tall, so everyone that's not considerate like you bothers me because I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Aversions Crown May 9th at the Canal Club. Canal Club. If I assume that's interested. near the canal. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Cool. May 9th, that's months. Yeah, it's yeah, out. you gotta get a, you gotta get some lead time on these lead big time, metal bands, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of metal, yes. I listened to some some metal. That was my homework. Yeah, I sent you a bunch. What'd you think? Uh I liked uh Viking metal the best. So yeah. the sword one. The sword's so good. I didn't really care for the ones where the people don't sing and just sh- scream roughly into the microphone <laughs> in a cookie monster way or or either pig vocal way either too. pig or or cookie monster which is not my thing yeah mm-hmm. and i i put the ross's metal list on repeat and when i got to those i'm like oh it's a lot yeah it, it takes some some getting used to like coffee and beer and pig vocals kind of all, <laughs> all in the same bit and i have a, another correction so recently i went with my spouse to uh, we went to a cabin in Shenandoah, Virginia, for a weekend Ooh. to celebrate uh, a friend of ours is getting married, and this was his bachelor party. Cool. And on the way, uh, my spouse wanted to listen to Sam and Ross like things, and we listened to the one where I do the quick hit about the handkerchief. Oh yeah, uh huh. And those were receiving blankets. Oh okay. Not pajamas or right. onesies. Still uh, adorable. They're adorable, but they are receiving blankets. Did you happen to talk to her at all about like, because remember I asked you when you see them, do they evoke emotions in you from an earlier age? Uh-huh. Did she mention anything about that? No, there are no emotions. I'm just so sad. I think I would be evoked emotionally, I think. It'd be hard for me not to feel emotions upon looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Ross, you know what time it is. It's time for uh, for the stuff the other people like. Stuff other people like. Stop. And uh, if it comes, (laughs) you will have just heard the new stuff other people like song, which we have not heard. Yeah, at this point in time, we don't even know. I'm not. I don't even know what genre. He asked me a genre, and I. This is Matt, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Matt Fisher just made this music you just might have heard. Right. And it was great. 
It'll be really, it'll be awkward though if it's not great and we have to like go through revisions. And, and right. now we, we'll, well cut if it's not great, show, we yeah. just cut this part cut out. Show. Got it, got yeah. It. So it's time for stuff other people like. As always, Sam, people are incredible, incredibly mm-hmm. liking things. So I'm just going to go. Here we go. And these are from you. So your older daughter likes mm-hmm. Saxon and Tailcat. Yeah. I don't know any, I don't know what those are. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but there's oh. this thing going on with the 10-year-olds at her school, or at least some of them involving alter egos. Oh, fascinating. So, yeah. th- okay, so you have to be part of the crew. To, that's maybe, I, that's I, maybe like, a, like not an inside joke, but like a... a they're, they're, I, I'm not going to say whose alter egos they are, Okay, but my daughter likes Saxon and Tailcat. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. Your younger daughter likes nature. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a good like. Yeah, it's a good like. Cat, who I'm married to, who you're married to, likes her brother. Yeah, RV Coffee Stain's taco comic print. Is this a? Is this so? RV Coffee Stain's an artist, and does he have a thing about a taco? Yeah, he has a taco talking to a nacho. To nachos, <laughs> saying something like, uh, "We're more alike than you think." <laughs> and Cat bought the print. Uh, and it is sitting in our kitchen, and she it's she says it speaks to her on so many levels. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I saw your your notes from your children in here, and so I shouted upstairs to Jr. Yeah. I was getting ready for bed. Jr. What do you like? And he yelled out Minecraft. <laughs> so he likes yeah. Minecraft. Uh, Robert likes wool socks, Ooh. which is good now that we're back in winter. I yeah, guess because it's winter again. Um, Roby likes English muffins. The new Scotch Review Radio Show with Chris Dovey and Jason Kenny. Um, I'm interested in this too. I want. I would like to listen to this show. I don't know how to listen to it. They're reviewing though. the drink scotch. I think so. Okay, not tape. Correct or the country, the people from the country. There's no country called Scotch. The people though are Scotch, Scottish, <laughs> <laughs> Scotchish, uh, and and she likes seasonal vegetables. Mm-hmm. Larkin likes pickles. Oh, pickles are great. My kids like eat a ton of pickles and. We just finished a pickle jar, and we have not thrown away the juice. Because you learned from the last time. We haven't put any cucumbers in it yet. But, but you could put anything in there. <laughs> it's true. Hard-boiled eggs. Whatever you want, man. Yeah. Pig's feet, you know, Yeah. lettuces. But we've got the juice. <laughs> we've got the juice. Um, Eric likes the comments on this Facebook post, and i got to be honest. I clicked on this Facebook post. Yeah. it's a, it, it is a Facebook slash Baltimore City Police Post, yeah. Post. And it is a picture. A man had been arrested for having a loaded firearm and some drugs. And they, the police posted the picture of the firearm. And I think I just don't know enough about guns to get the joke. The joke, then there's, I think the gun is old, maybe. Or, or the gun is, I'm not sure. But the people were amused by it. Okay. Anyway, Jenny likes kid musical productions. Lotta of Stockholm clogs and coffee. Andy likes Angela Lansbury in the original production of Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. The Flash, which I think the TV show was what he's talking about there. My daughter sleeping through the night. Yes. And Stravinsky's Firebird Suite. Are you familiar with that last one? I'm not. I'll have to listen to it. Valerie, whom I'm married to, likes Nice Guy Josh at CVS. He's the best. Everybody likes that's yeah, a good like because yeah. everybody likes Everybody nice likes Josh. him. Xylast, which is a hand sanitizer that kills norovirus and MRSA. Mm-hmm. Her kids' freckles, which is my kids' freckles. Um, <laughs> and seeing my friends do new brave things. 
And then this is a this is a, I put my this is an editorial note. I like that she appropriately used semicolons to separate the things she likes in that list there, because um, there was a couple commas in there, so she separated her list items with semicolons, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm married to Valerie. Um, Sarah likes Calvin and Hobbes. My kid learning sight words. Flipping to a new month in the calendar, which we just did, and fajitas. Fajitas. Danny likes Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. How's your Girl Scout cookie thing going? It continues. Danny actually bought those from my house. We arranged a meet. Whoa! Yeah. Do you still have like like a fort of cookies inside your I, living room? I, it would still be considered a fort, but mm-hmm. it is dramatically reduced. Okay, so the uh, we have re-upped with our whoa with our uh, supplier. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he, you know, okay, anyway. Um, he also likes May-type days in March. Uh, and now I think we have some, like, February-type days in March, maybe yeah. today. And then Logan, the new Wolverine movie. I heard that people like it. He says it's incredible. I've been burned so many times by X-Men movies. I know. I was I was watching some ASMR videos on YouTube, and they kept showing me previews. Like, what is this garbagey thing? Like, is this even in a thing? And then I was like, oh. This is like a real movie. Uh, Jennifer likes ortho on call. Oh, yeah. She says, I've been twice since December for two different injuries, which doesn't sound great. But she says, they're great, and you're in and out quickly. KP Rich likes Kroger. Wait, wait. KP Rich. This is a little follow-up. Yeah, it is, right? So a quick hit. Yeah, so KP Rich likes that Kroger already has the order online and having it delivered to your car. And that service is called... Uh, I want to call it Kroger Quick Hits, but that's not what it's called. Quick Hits. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Beginning next week, you can have Uber pick up your groceries from Kroger and deliver them to your house. Magic. Um, That was his. That was a quote from him. Kelly likes CBS Sunday Morning News Hour at nine. So it is a show. We didn't do follow up, but it's it's a show. Yeah. Not a block of programming. Correct, and it's positive. Yeah, that it's like cat puppies. I don't. Well, I don't know. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Hard hitting yet positive, or just cat puppies? I guess we'll have to watch it. <sighs> Sounds impossible. <laughs> um, she also likes spin classes and the Vitamixer. Oh, uh, we've got a Vitamix. Do you do it? I've Use done it, it before. What? It, so Valerie does like a, a smoothie. Yeah, for breakfast type thing. Uh-huh. And she in in my I don't ever watch the process, but in my mind it feels like a you just put whatever you got into the thing. That's one method. Yeah. What, what, do you guys do this? What is your... Kat's done it. She would make smoothies out of stuff, uh, and they taste good. Like a savory vegetable thing or like fruits? Yes, both. Whoa. Uh, and I used it when I was doing powdered Soylent. Oh, okay. To, would... As a mixer? Just yeah, to mix just it. to mix it. Fascinating. Um, Lisa likes amaryllis blooms, and then Mark follows up, and he likes forsythia. Oh. Getting to be that time, you know? Joe likes Legion and Logan, so that's a second yep. for Logan. Um, Ashley likes to steak fries at Kitchen 64 and Pinball. Justin likes Planet Earth 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Phil <laughs> likes the new Jens Lechman album. It says it's saving his life. And I haven't listened to it yet. I don't even know who that is. I don't either, but I'm going to find out. Ryan likes March Madness. I also like March Madness a lot. Um, and that begins soon. I think we've got two more weeks of tournaments and then boom. Maggie likes Blanchard's Coffee and Nate's Bagels. Katie likes Spotify Premium, uh, and that's kind of a throwback too because we did a we did an Apple Music show, didn't we? I think we did. Yes. And so I'm a big I'm a big fan of any sort of premium streaming music service. Uh, Kristen likes Muji USA. Do you know what this is? Mm-mm. I had to look it up. It is a Japanese kind of like department store situation online, and their focus is simplified branding and packaging. Oh, like so, Case Pollard. 
units from I don't know pattern that, recognition. What? There's this woman in a William Gibson novel, William Gibson novel called Pattern Recognition, and her shtick is she's physically allergic to brands. Whoa! And so uh, all these companies will hire her to show her their new logo, and if she gets violently ill, they know it's a hit. Oh, that's sad for her, but I understand. Right, that's yeah. her job. But she wears like brandless clothing, and she refers to them as case pollard units or CPUs. Oh, okay. So yeah, and I think this that that's cool, and it relates to um, Marie Kondo, right? Because Marie Kondo has a whole section in her book, uh, the Magic Tidying book, about how she likes to go and scrub off all the labels of all the stuff in her house, and then put it back on the shelf so it looks beautiful. And you're not inundated with branding. Or you could just buy from this place. Neat. And not be inundated with branding. Um, Julie says, let's see. This is Julie Arndt. Yes. And she likes the IE stickers, presumably over EI on the Shields <laughs> Lake sign in Bird Park. Do those exist? I don't know. Apparently there's a misspelling. So this is a good grammar joke sticker vandalism thing that I have to go check out for myself. And I will. She says, I feel better about my spelling when I see them. <laughs> Tracy likes south-facing windows, bar carts. I don't know what a bar cart is. I don't either. Do you think it's like... Do they bring like tamales and stuff? Like oh, that? Interesting. I was, I, I was thinking like a cart you put all your booze on. Oh, yeah. Like a bar, like you'd have in your house yeah. instead of a full wet bar. You like right. have a little cart. Maybe she'll follow up with us. Yeah. Bringing a successful, and bringing a successful dish to a pot. That feels so good. Yeah. A diggity D. These are from Twitter, right? These yep. must be from Twitter. Okay. A diggity D likes the working class rising up. And then there's a, a rose emoji, which you have taught me is Democratic Socialist yes. logo. And then there's an octopus, which I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. Maybe Cthulhu. Or Hydra. That would be a skull octopus. <laughs> True. Julie likes soft boiled eggs. Waiting. Whoa. Soft boiled eggs. That's going to come up later, Sam. Um, <laughs> waiting for the album release from a favorite artist and disposable cameras. Past Tense likes rewatching all of the Oscar nominated documentaries. They say, I Am Not Your Negro was my favorite of them. And that's, I've heard many good things about this movie. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, though. And then Daniel says, All Ploof, of Master. <laughs> the Ploof, the Ploof Master himself. Of the Ploof. He says, All of the grandmother's singing parts in the Moana soundtrack. Moana. I need to see this film. That was a lot of great stuff. Those are pretty great stuff. I, you know what I kind of like about the other people's like Sam? I mean, I like a lot of things, but you know one thing I like? Tell me. Is I like how they track and mark the seasons. They do. And so it's like cool to see people get excited about like fall stuff as we get into fall. Now people are excited about spring stuff. Uh, and I like that. It's almost like the world is a pretty okay place. Mm-hmm. Speaking of okay things, Ross. Do I? Yeah. I mean, is it me? Yeah. All right. Ross, this week. <laughs> yes. You like your kegerator. I do. I have a kegerator and it is amazing. Tell I love me, it. Does it have a model name? Was it a bespoke kegerator? No. Um, it does have a model number and stuff, but it's now probably, I don't know, maybe like six years old. So it wouldn't be one you would buy now. It, it okay. is. But it is a... It is, Describe the kegerator. Yeah, so the you know, like your college mini fridge. Uh huh. It is constructed by professionals, not amateurs, from a mini fridge. So it's like a black mini fridge, maybe slightly bigger than your college mini fridge. Lots more internal space, but the same general 
mm-hmm. shape and size. Rectangle. Yeah. And then inside, there is a hole that leads up to the top. And in that hole is like, the, like a, a metal tube from which, <laughs> from which you have two tap handles. It's a double, it's a double tapper. And, uh, so you can have two beers? You can have two beers. And so inside of the fridge is two kegs. You know the tall skinny kegs? They're um, six barrels. I don't, what, but what yeah, they call sure. them. I've never actually gotten a keg. Really? Yeah. So nor, like when you picture kegs in movies, they're like big, right? Yeah. Uh, and when you picture strong men picking them up, mm-hmm. those are quarter, those are half barrels. And then most of the kegs for like small craft beers are six barrels, which are the same height as those big ones, but only about, what is it, like a foot in diameter okay. probably. So two of those fit inside. There's a canister of CO2, and then there's some regulator valves. And then a bunch of tubing that, you know, some of the tubing takes the CO2 and shoots it into the kegs. Some of the tubing takes the beer out of the kegs through the taps into your cup. Neat. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, my dad got it for me for Christmas Aww. one year. Um, That's a good dad. Yeah. And so, norm- and I don't have anything in there right now, which is, which is my fault. I've just been drinking tons of High Life recently. But it is awesome to have fresh draft beer at your beck and command. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, one of the, so I don't know. What do you want to know? What is? What are some things that so, people want to so know? So you got it. It's younger than your son. You got it as a gift. Yeah. Tell me about the adventure of getting beer in your basement whenever you want. Like, how does that feel? It feels good. It is slightly dangerous. I think. Um, Whoa. Yeah. You got like you know how. I don't know. Maybe you're not like this. I'm always thirsty. I'm always thirsty. Yeah. And uh, if you just have beer, <laughs> you end up drinking a lot of beer just because you're thirsty. Um, but it's awesome. It's awesome for a lot of reasons. Like, you don't always have to drink a pint of beer. Oh, yeah. You can drink less than a pint of beer, which I do all the time. Yeah. Um, maybe you just want like, a like, juice glass. Yep. I often pour into juice glasses. Like, have that with dinner and water or whatever. Um, it's cool to be able to get different types of beer. We all, we often homebrew me and me and a buddy of mine. And so when we do that, we'll homebrew, ferment the beer and then pour it into the same size keg that I was describing earlier. Mm -hmm. And that'll go in the keg grater. So you'll have like a a beer you've made and then like a beer someone else has made. Um, usually try to do like different styles on the two different taps. Uh, something that's easy to drink, maybe something that's like different. Uh, but it's cool. It is nice to be able to drink nice beer. I mean, we're drinking High Life's right now, mm-hmm. and High Life is amazing. Yeah, you could get a keg of High Life. You could. You totally could. Um, and usually, they only sell those in those big giant things. And and so, like, they're in the tall, skinny ones we were talking about. There's like about fifty some beers, uh, which is a lot of beers. That's a lot of beers. And is it? I assume it is cheaper to buy buy in bulk. Not really. No. No. It's not really. <laughs> It might be like incrementally, but but it, it's not. Um, craft beer. So for if you wanted to buy like a keg of what's like a, like a keg of two hearted Bell's two hearted, right? That's mm-hmm. like a normal beer you'd see out. Right. That's probably like eighty or ninety bucks for that. And so I don't know. Someone could do the math, but like you're really, it's not saving you a ton of money over bottles at that point. Um, but it tastes way better. Yeah, and it lasts forever. The cool thing is that the kegs are big metal devices sealed by physics, and there's no air getting in, there's no light getting in, so the beer in there will stay fresh for, I mean, however long it takes you to drink it. 
Have you ever had a beer that just stayed in your keg longer than it was welcome? No. No? That's great. Yeah, and I, I don't even know what amount of time that would be. Like, I think you could <laughs> keep it in there for months and it would still be fine. I'm just thinking of back when you would get like Netflix discs and there would always be the one oh. disc that you like, I should watch this, but it just stays there and you've paid for it six times over. Yeah, there is, there is like sometimes... There's a whole process of like getting beer. If you want something special, you have to special order it. Otherwise, you just go to the keg store and you're at the whim of whatever happens to be there. And sometimes you're like, well, this beer is pretty okay. Like one time I think I got a keg of Dale's Pale Ale, which is super mm. hoppy and like not a beer you want to drink like all the time, all the time or four of it once or whatever. So those, I usually like something that's like easy to drink. Uh, and if you end up with something on the other side of the scale, then yeah, it, it, it does stick around for stick a little bit. Stick around for a little while. Yeah. What's the best beer you've had in your keg? Dude, Brooklyn Brown in a keg is amazing. Yeah. Brooklyn Brown is so good in a keg, and we it's hard to get down here in a keg. Um, so it's always a treat like when it shows up. And some of the local stuff is good, too. Like one, one summer when it was a million degrees out, I got a keg of Legend um, Lager. Yeah. So cheap. It was like $55 or something. And then I just made shandies for the entire summer. So I just had lemonade all the time, and I was drinking this cheap beer in with lemonade, and it was awesome for the summer. Awesome. I know. I know your kegerator lives in your TV room, so that makes it easy to just get up and oh yeah, the drinks. Sports, man. Sports in the kegerator are great because as as your evening goes, in whichever way your sports evening is going. you can drown your sorrows or not, or or, your... or celebrate your victories. You yeah, know? Uh, I'm recalling an incident from my youth. Um, I was a goody two shoes, so I didn't partake. Me, but, me too. I didn't drink until yeah. I had my 21st birthday. Uh, that at one of our neighbors' houses, there were frequently bottles of Franzia, <laughs> which was no judgment, neighbors. <laughs> right, uh, and some of the other kids would uh, sneak. Cups of Franzia because who's gonna know? Yeah, uh, your son is not at that age yet, but are, will there be some security controls on the kegerator? There have the to future? be, right? Like it is literally a fountain of beer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and I there's no way to know. Like, right? I've thought through like, okay, maybe get like, I thought through some like nerd stuff of like maybe get like a Raspberry Pi in there connected <laughs> to like a scale. Yeah, but he's gonna be able to program that. I know, and so there's really nothing like there. I don't know how you would ever know if anyone drank an enormous amount of beer while you well, weren't looking. You would find out from the residual effects. Yeah, probably. So I mean, there are keg locks. Like you can get tap locks uh, that require keys and stuff. That sounds like it would also keep you from the beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe during key, key beer moments. Yeah. So I don't know. We have to kind of. We have to see when we get there. I don't know. I think your kid will follow the rules. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about his dumb friends that he brings <laughs> over. Um, so that's cool. One of the, I, I enjoy. I think beer is smelly though. I don't know. It's a fountain, Sam. It's a fountain of what of, of alcohol. <laughs> like, who cares what it smells like? Um, no, I meant the kids will then be smelly. Oh. They're drinking the beer, and then they'll be they'll they'll be easily found out. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Kids Let's, are stupid. Let's do follow up in like ten years. Ten years, and we'll. It's gonna be way less than ten years. (laughs) Um, one other thing that I really enjoy is uh, buying carbon dioxide. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Do you have to go to the like paintball store? So, so here's an an amazing and awesome thing where you have this canister, and it's like a it's like a real canister. It's like made of a single piece of aluminum, and it's like someone had to weld it. Yeah, and you can trade it in at places where you go. You take your awesome canister that you got with your keg grater that was like brand new and shiny, and you can give them that canister, and they'll give you another one filled with co2 well that seems that seems dumb i like this is brand new all it's like shiny so if you go to richmond oxygen which is halfway between here and ashland they will fill your canister for you and they're like a place that sells gases like you can buy propane you can buy oxygen you can buy co2 you can buy nitrogen they just have huge tanks it's like like if you're a welder or whatever and need your thing filled you go to this place they're the nicest people you've ever met in your entire life. Well, yeah, they got all the nitrous. <laughs> we went there one time over Christmas and they had like, they were like, oh, your son is welcome to our incredible spread of Christmas cookies and Christmas food. Uh-huh. They're, they're awesome and it is a joy to What go was the name there. again? Richmond Oxygen. Richmond Oxygen. It's a little far away, but I'm always like, Ugh, I don't want to go up there to fill up my thing because it is off- awful when like you run out of CO2, you, the beer won't come out. Oh. Like, you, like yeah. you need it to force the beer out. So you have to drive up there, but then it's always great when you get up there. So that's an awesome part of the process. Well, that's that great. I, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, I don't want to ask about things you don't like. Right. But is there, do you have to clean the tubes? Yeah, there is a cleaning process. It's pretty easy. It's not oh, a okay. big deal. It's probably, I don't clean them as much as I sh- as most people do because I don't believe in food safety. <laughs> so probably, you know, every once in a while I'll clean. There's like a solution and you like run hot water through them and it probably takes 15 minutes to do it. It's it's not a big no deal. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to ask. No, that was good. Yeah. It's awesome. You're welcome to drink from it when I when you actually a, have beer. Yeah, when I put beer in there. Yeah, do, you, do you find that you uh, procrastinate about refilling your beer? Yeah. Like I have a I have a YNAB line that's a you need a budget. I have a you need you need a budget line for kegs yeah. and it is full of beer money right now. Well it, you could put that towards put it in your Nintendo Switch bucket. I could, and I did that today actually. <laughs> uh, because I didn't buy a Nintendo Switch or a keg in February, so that's just where that money went. Um but yeah, I could have gone out there at any moment. But it's just like driving out broad streets annoying. So cars are the worst. That'll be some follow up for me, because I would love some beer. I would too. I would like to drink. I mean, High Life's great, but... High Life is great. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, Sam. Yes. I'm excited about this one. Um, oh, yeah. The thing you like this week is Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. And I'm just going to say probably the entire franchise and all of its related aspects I'm interested to hear about. Okay, sure. And I am I will say that I'm not uh, fully versed in every aspect of that sprawling... Did you watch the 90s Final Fantasy I film? I didn't. Mm. I never watched that, and I knew you were going to ask me, and I <laughs> have to feel bad right off the bat. So, I Final Fantasy came out as a Nintendo game uh, in the height of the Nintendo era. Yeah, original. So, we're talking Nintendo uh, Entertainment yeah, System. NES. And so, to give you a background of, of my house, my brother bought the NES with his own money. Ooh. So, it was his, but he had to share it, and I bought games too. But he was better at saving than I was. And a game called Dragon Warrior oh, came out. Yes. Which was one of the first like RPG mm-hmm. style games. And I believe he contributed something like thirty-five dollars towards it, and I contributed seven. Uh 
But if I recall correctly, and I might be wrong, it had a couple save files, so we both got to play. Like mm-hmm. you got two of them, and I got one. Or so we played Dragon Warrior, and then you know Final Fantasy comes out, and it's this great Nintendo game, this epic journey. And there's only one save file. So my brother bought it with his money, and I wasn't allowed to play it. I could play it, but I couldn't save. What is even the point? Right. So I would watch my brother play Final Fantasy. Is this Final Fantasy? The very first Final Fantasy for NES. Which is a great game, great music. Uh, So I didn't actually get to play on my own until he went off, I think, to college. (laughs) (laughs) How? What's the difference in age between y'all? He's... Four and a half older years older than me. Okay, so you waited for a while. It probably was sooner than that when he mm-hmm. stopped caring, but yeah, yeah, it was a while. <sighs> and so uh, that was great. Um, I got the Final Fantasy Adventure for Game Boy or Legend. Final Fantasy Legend one and two for Game Boy, and those were mine, and I got to play those. Those were great. And now I need to talk a little bit about the naming convention. Yeah, I know there's a weird thing, and I'm always confused by it. Okay. So Final Fantasy is a game, and the way Japan and America worked was different back then, because they thought Americans and Japanese were considerably different. So in in the U.S., we had Final Fantasy One, which was also Final Fantasy One in Japan. Okay, I'm following. Mm-hmm. Then in Japan, they released Final Fantasy Two for NES and Final Fantasy Three. For NES, which never came to the U.S. at that time. Okay. Then the Super Nintendo came out. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy IV was released in Japan. And then they released, also in Japan, Final Fantasy IV Easy Edition, which they then ported to the U.S. for SNES and called that Final Fantasy II. Why did they make an Easy Edition? Because it was too hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. I don't want to keep going. Okay. Yeah, I'm, fo- I'm following. Then for the NES, oh, sorry, for, for the Super Nintendo, they released Final Fantasy V in Japan. Then they released Final Fantasy VI in Japan. And then they ported Final Fantasy VI to the US. So we're missing two, three, and five? Yes. Okay. And then Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation brought it all back together. And that was Final Fantasy VII for everybody. For everybody. Can you play two, three, and five? We'll get there. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right. So now we're we're talking. So I never had a Super Nintendo. Mm. I wanted one. Never got a Super Nintendo. Never saved up for one because, as I said, I never saved my money. Uh, But my neighbor had Final Fantasy II. And we would, I would go over to his house and watch him play that game too. <laughs> and that one is a much more epic story than Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 1. There's a lot less grinding. And it's just this great story with great characters. Some come and go. And we would watch the opening of that because there's this long opening sequence where they go and steal crystals. And that became probably like my favorite story in the Final Fantasy uh, universe. Okay. And at some point I actually probably traded some Nintendo games to borrow his Super Nintendo and Final Fantasy 2 so I got to play it. And 2 is 4 in Japan. 4. Okay. Okay. 4 easy edition. Right. Okay. Uh so Final Fantasy 3, which is Final Fantasy 6 in Japan, came out 
and all my friends were talking about this. They're like, General Leo, General Leo. I had not a chance to play it. At some point, I get a cartridge and I get to play it for a weekend or something. But I really didn't get a chance to play that one for real until emulation happened. Yeah. So there were these, uh, the software on your computer, and for me it was SNES 9X for Mac. There was emulation.net. I remember emulation.net. And so I basically run, and somehow I got this ROM file of Final Fantasy 3 from the internet somehow. Who even knows? Back in the Wild West. Back in the Wild West. FTP server. Right. And so I would play that on my computer, and I would uh, just play that for hours So this is your computer emulating a Super Nintendo so you can play Final Fantasy VI. Yep, because I never had a Super Nintendo. And so I would play that one. That's the one. That's the game I probably played the most. So that story is. Is that the one that I have on my iPad? It is. Okay. That is the story. Just it is so epic and and intense and it just so many characters that are great. I love Celeste and Locke and Tara and Edgar and yeah, it's so great. Um, but I played those mostly on emulator. And I actually got, you know, I'm so proud of it. Like, I got Celez up to level 99, and I knew where all of the, like, get the experience egg and get economizers, and I was able to have her solo one of, because at the end you go to Kefka's Tower, and there are three paths. You have to send three parties through, and mm-hmm. I had her solo Whoa. one of the things. And she lived. And she lived. Wow. Um, yeah, that was pretty great. And I would use, uh, so, uh, back, do you remember, like, the old game facts? Yeah, what, the old game facts? I yeah, use those I continually. So, there was, uh, the one I would still reference is called Minox Guide to Final Fantasy mm-hmm. III. Mm-hmm. And it just tells you every possible thing in the game. Like, how many, like, when, should you pick up the chest in the world of light or the world of darkness? Right. Uh, how to get, like, the emperor to give you the best present. Does it, so, I is that... Um, I mean, to do some of that stuff you're talking about, like leveling characters up to 99. Yeah, that's grinding. Yeah, it and would take it, forever. Is that, is that enjoyable? For, do you enjoy that? It Sometimes. Like, it hits the right dopamine in my uh-huh. brain. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, at the time, I would, like, just walk in circles, and that would be fulfilling. Like, just one more ding. Like, just go over and over again. Yeah. Now, less so. It probably has I, to do with what else is happening in your life, Right. right? I was going to say, my kids and my wife asked me today, oh, so which ones have you finished? And I'm thinking through it, and the only ones I've really finished were the Final Fantasy games I got or played before college, mm. just because I would get to the, like, the, the end point, and normally in those games, like the end level and boss are dramatically harder than the rest of the game. Yeah. And I'd be like, I can get to the end, but I don't care. And then I'd just put it away, and then I'd come back to it and go, well, I should start from the beginning. Right. <laughs> and then it would, the cycle would start anew. So I played Final Fantasy III a lot. I'd say that's the best the best uh, game yeah. of them. I like the story in Final Fantasy IV the best. Um, and Final Fantasy VII came out, and I didn't get a chance to really play through that one until... Uh, there was a commercial emulator that was released from the company that made Virtual PC for the Mac. Mm-hmm. They released something called Virtual Game Station, 
which turned my iMac into a PlayStation emulator. I would put in the actual discs and I had USB controllers and we would play those games. And in college, the thing we would do quite frequently was play Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm -hmm. Um, But also that was my chance to play Final Fantasy 7. And I never, again, beat it, but... People like that one, right? I remember that one being acclaimed by my friends. Yeah, lots of people like it, but, you know, I just got to the end. I was like, eh, well... Yeah. Because I'm also tend to want to be a completionist. Right. So I'm like, well, I can't finish this because I'm only at 96% or whatever, (laughs) when really I should just finish the game and not care about that stuff. Yeah. And they do expose that information to you, right? They're Not like, in those early games, but they do now. So most all of these games now have been ported to iOS. Uh, I have bought Final Fantasy 1 or Final and Final Fantasy 4 and 6 so many times right. that I feel zero guilt about emulating them yeah. back in the day cuz I bought the Game Boy edition and the NES card and for iOS. Yeah, it's interesting like I'm so we have Six, right? Yeah. So we have, and it's and both JR and I have it, and I am not a completionist, and I am not a grinder either. And so, like, I enjoy the story components of that stuff. And it's funny, like JR often will be like, "I'm just gonna, I just want to like play this game. And I want to like complete it." But he has no, no appetite for like the the grinding and the leveling. And I don't know how you teach that. Maybe it's like built into how certain humans are, but like. I remember playing Dragon Warrior, like you yeah. mentioned Dragon Like we would just walk around a circle looking for gold slimes and, and gold golems and stuff mm-hmm. a million years. And uh, and maybe that's like, do we have things that instill that skill in kids anymore? <laughs> Pointless grinding? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's capable. Minecraft? Like, oh man. I, I guess gotta mining, go get some, right? Yeah, yeah, I gotta go get some more iron. He hates doing that. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, he's like, what are you doing down there? I'm like, literally just mining in a straight line until I find something. And because I, I feel like a it lot feels of it, good. I, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. Kids these days. Kids these anyway, days. Anyway, sorry. So what else? Oh, so uh, my friend Jim gave me eventually gave me his old PlayStation when he bought a PlayStation 2. And so I was able to play those games legit. Again, they also released Final Fantasy Anthology, which was four and five. So they released five for the. US finally, uh, although I had played that in emulation with a poorly translated oh. cart. And I would say that in my older age, Final Fantasy V has become my go to mm. because it has this very powerful job system. So you get the same four characters throughout the whole game, but you can make them black wizards or they can change in an instant. So suddenly, like you're all monks. Right. I'm also a little paralyzed by that kind of like a like the leveling system of making the wrong choice and but there is no wrong choice it's just whatever's fun it feels at the time like i'm making a terrible wrong irrevocable that's what i'm saying as an adult i can play that now because i'm like i'm just gonna see what it's like if they're all archers or dancers just (laughs) because i want to see because it's fun yeah fun yeah who knew not about min maxing and right all that stuff and uh so Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, and Final Fantasy Nine were the PlayStation ones. Yeah, and I played again through all of those roughly till the end, and Nine was pretty fun. And then I never played any of the PlayStation Two ones or any of the ones after. Um, we played a lot of Ten in college yeah, with, with the soccer blitzball. Blitzball. 
So dumb. Yeah, once they, I never got into like the internal card game within the game, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my style. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, and now they're online ones, and I would, sh- I'm sure, I would be into it if I, you know, had a PlayStation Four and hours to play. And I would, I'm at the point where I would always, where now I wouldn't be about min maxing. I'd be about like, how can I be this weird support class? And get a cool hat. Right. Would be my my game. <laughs> my game now. Not to not to go back to kids these days again, Sam. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about what you were saying about like going over and watching people play. Yeah. And then I was trying to think through like when we when we had Final Fantasy ten in college, we had one save for the house. Yeah. And like you weren't allowed to play unless you were grinding. You could grind by yourself. But if you were advancing the story, like we would all gather. And it would be oh, someone's but, turn, yeah. and they would control. But like we were communally playing the one save, and that was awesome. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to go on a whole thing about how like Nintendo's choices versus whatever. But I appreciate Nintendo's drive to make people play games together. together versus like online Final Fantasy. I can see would be very addictive and awesome. But like, this is that whole thing. Yeah. You know, that's about the story, and I don't know if there's a stories in those. Yeah. But they do, the kids these days do watch like other people playing games. They They're do. just not in the room They're with them. They're not in the room They're with them. Yeah. Stampy or whatever. I love Stampy. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, uh, because I've been talking about this for a long time, is that I am in love with Nobuyo Umatsu. I don't know if that's correct pronunciation, but he is the composer behind all the Final Fantasy music. And Has he done them all? Like the whole. Uh, he's done. He did at least one through nine, and I'm sure he did ten. I'm not sure. Um, the music is like right up there with, I would say, any movie score or better. Mm-hmm. Like, take John Williams. Like, he's at that par of, Whoa. of you know, light motif and doing it with like chip tunes at the beginning, and now he gets full orchestras. But yeah. I would say, uh, at some point, somebody said like. Based on Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III US, like the music for that game was so good, like he should quit and not do anything else ever again because it was so perfect. And I love that music. So I've got the digital music, like the actual chiptune version, mm-hmm. but I've also got orchestral versions. Uh, in Final Fantasy VI, did you get to the opera house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a fully orchestrated with an actual human singer version of the opera house song. And it brings me to like musical tears of joy every right. time it's played. And I just love it. Do you it. listen to the chiptune one too? I do that too. Yeah. Cool. I do that with Mega Man too. <laughs> that's, that's a good, good music. So uh, if people want to get started with a final fantasy, uh, I'd get, I'd look at either, Final Fantasy six or Final Fantasy four for iPad. Yeah. Uh would be a good place to start. I'd say four if you like story. Is uh, there any I And know it's they... a little bit more on four is a little bit more on rails. Six is there's a lot of story you can miss because there's like tons of side quests. Less so in four. Is there I remember like when I had a Game Boy there was like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance or whatever. Um are there sub properties that are like less intense, more casual that are going floating around now um, that folks can play? Yeah, I would say against if you want a Final Fantasy style game, do Final Fantasy four 
or five. Five, it has the jobs, but if that it doesn't stress you out, go with five. There's Final Fantasy Tactics, which is, it still has a story, but it's like more a tactical game. Yeah. So it's a lot like Fire Emblem we mentioned. Yep. Where it's about moving pieces around and solving the puzzle of each level tactically, as opposed to like a straight RPG style game. It but, makes me want to re-download six on my iPad and devote hours to it, but that's not a good use of my time, perhaps right now. No, but I want to do it. Yeah, I I need like, yeah, maybe I'll. I just I want to like wait, I want to make Jr. play one and have him feel because the, the feeling when you like you were talking about leveling up, like mm-hmm. when you succeed at some of these things, feels good. Or when you finish the story, you get to yeah. the end and like. You're- your people started out so weak, and now they're strong. Yeah. I like that kind of thing, man. That was good. Yeah. Well, Sam. You know what time it is. I do. It's time for Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Quick Hits. I have a quick hit. Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Ross, do you have a quick hit? I have a quick hit. Um... Do you know who Mark Bittman is? Nope. Mark Bittman is a New York Times food writer. I don't actually know if he still writes at the New York Times. I think he does. But he does like not minimalist food, but like regular food. Mm-hmm. Simple, easy. He has a lot of really great articles of like, if you want a well-stocked pantry, here are the like 15 things you should buy. Okay. And it's like, always have lemons. So useful. Um, anyway, he has an egg boiling method. Huh. And like, I don't know if you eat, hard, do you eat hard-boiled eggs? No. Hard-boiled eggs are awesome. And you can feel free to disagree on another podcast. Yeah, not on this one. Um, and the problem is if you overboil a hard-boiled egg, they turn green inside. Huh. And chalky. What you want. Wait, maybe I, maybe I don't know if I like hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, what you want is like solid whites and like a creamy, not runny or juicy. You want like a creamy golden yellow not yolk. flaky not flaky no okay maybe i need to have a real yeah um, i mean you should be able to spread this thing if you wish but you should also be able to bite it if you wish if that gives you some sort of all right lay it on me so so he's got an egg boiling yeah you can google it but like here's the key the trick turns out you put the pan of water on, on the stove put the eggs in there then turn the thing on and wait till the water boils when the water's boiling, turn it off, put a lid on it, and wait like eight or nine minutes. Huh. Yeah. And then you take them out and run them under cold water just to cool them down, and boom, you open these things up and they'll be perfect. All right. It's great. And like, man, hard boiled eggs are so good. Like, you just I have them in the fridge now and I will put them on sandwiches. I will eat them for breakfast. I will pretend to drop them in my son. Will, it's always like a fun <laughs> trick. Um, but yeah, it's so easy, and I feel like it's a thing people don't know about and, and yeah. do Can we put the link in the show notes? Oh, yeah. Oh, where, yeah. Where can you find these show notes? You can find the show notes, Sam, at Sam and Ross Like Things. That was confusing, that sentence I just said. Let me start over. <laughs> you can find the show notes at samandrosslikethings.com. Dot com. Right at the top. We didn't say what episode number this is. Dude, this is episode number 33. 33-er. Yeah. All Soon right. we're going to be at 50. okay that's a while away but uh we'll be at 35 soon yeah in a fortnight yep in a fortnight in two fortnights no what did we just say 33 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, 33. Two, two four nights from now. All right, Sam. This was good. <laughs> Where can we find you on the internet, Ross? This was good. Um, you can find me at R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W on all of the things, including Pinboard. What? I love Pinboard. That should be a thing I like. But I was just trying to think of a new thing. You can find me at Pinboard. Boom. Sam. Yeah, I'm Mr. Beefy on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on pinboard. Maybe you should like be. To hear more about it. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. That's the show. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>